Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. You gotta go to Proverbs, the uh, third chapter. I'm gonna read a few verses here to start off with, and uh, time is short, so I'm gonna do my, my best to uh, get us done on time, so be believing God with me. I saw a few raised eyebrows out there, and just shame on you for raising eyebrows when I say that. But uh, we'll, we'll get done. It'll be good. And uh, it's always a little bit of a challenge on, on a Sunday morning sometimes, because uh, I know it'll be a while maybe before I'm back on a Sunday morning, so I try and want to get everything done, uh, at least get the main gist of it out. So be believing God with me here. But um, Proverbs, the third chapter, and verse 5, a scripture that I read a lot when I do the offering, and I just like it, uh, just, just just speaks to me in general, but it is such a, a guide, guide post or marks, you know, guide, what is the right word, the guide post or street signs, whatever it is for our life, just a guide, you know what I'm talking about, it's a guide to our life, right? So in uh, Proverbs, the third chapter, verse five, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. How many ways? All your ways, acknowledge him. You know, uh, that means that there, he's got something to be acknowledged in in every area of our life, right? In all your ways, acknowledge him, and the good news is he shall direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It'll be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. How many want health to your flesh and strength to your bones? Amen, that's a good plan. The Amplified of that says trust on or lean on, trust in. And be confident in the Lord with all of your heart and mind. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. He didn't say don't have insight or understanding. He just said don't rely on it, right? In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him. And he will direct and make straight and plain your path. I like that. He will direct and make straight and plain your path. It's one thing to direct. It's another thing to make it easy and make it very clear in front of us, right? Have you ever had uh, maybe Google Maps give you a set of directions that wasn't necessarily the easiest to understand? I know uh, Siri, uh, <laughs> Apple Maps was the worst when it started because it never worked right, right? You know, it, it, it would t- send you places. I remember once we tried to use it going down to, we went taking the kids down to the Rainforest Cafe in, in Orlando. And so it took us to the Rainforest Cafe, but somebody just, who just texted me? Oh, that's somebody else. All right. I should. <laughs> so which one of you is texting me? But anyway, uh, it was somebody else. That's why you put it on vibrate. But anyway, so we were going to a Rainforest Cafe, and it took us there, all right? But it directed us through the employee entrance at the back of the park. I mean, that's not real helpful. There was a path there, but it wasn't real plain, and it definitely wasn't simple. So reverted back to using Google Maps. But, you know, uh, God has a direction for us, but he also wants to make it straight and plain. And so as we do this, as we follow him, uh, uh, he'll do that. Look over to the Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Proverbs chapter four. As you're turning there, I'll read uh, uh, verse six out of the better, the, the, the basic English here. It says, the BBE, it says, in all your ways, give ear to him and he will make straight your footsteps. In all your ways, give ear to him and he will make straight your footsteps. Uh, you're turning over to Proverbs, the fourth chapter. In verse one, it says, Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. Everybody say, give attention. Give attention to no understanding. Young's literal of that says, Hear, ye sons, the instructions of a father, and give attention to no understanding. You're there in the first verse. Drop down to the 10th uh, verse. 
Proverbs chapter 4, verse 10. It says, hear my son and receive my sayings. I mean, you know, hearing is one thing, receiving is something else. Hear my son and receive my sayings and the years of your life will be many. How many know that how we hear and how we receive can affect not just the quality of life, but also the years of our life? Amen. You know, so much is, a, some, people want to put so many things on God. How I many realize that a lot of things are on us? And he's given us everything we need. The Bible says he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's given us everything, made everything available. Really, he's made it everything available that every person needs, whether they know him or not. He's so good, he makes it available uh, to every single individual. But what we do with it, how we hear, how we receive, has got everything to do with how we walk these things out. And so, I don't know about you, but if the Lord tarries, I want to have a long life. Amen. Amen. Who, who in here wants to have a short life? Oh, I saw a few. Oh, no. I tricked you. You want to have a long life, right? And, and you know, uh, it's up to us. It's up to what we decide. And I'm reminded of Paul. You know, he said, uh, I have a, dep- a desire to depart and be with Christ. We know what's next is good. But how many know that we have an assignment here to do? And it's important that we fulfill those things. And he said, yet for your sakes, I remain because you guys need me. I'm going to stay here. And so how we hear, how we respond really enable us to do that. Uh, to be effective and to keep our priorities where they need to be. Amen? And so uh, 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 hear the instruction of your father, give attention, and then what, where are we at? Verse 10, hear my son and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. And then drop down to the 20th verse in Proverbs chapter 4. It says, my son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. The NIV says, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ears to my words. Uh, Do not let them depart from your eyes and keep them in the midst of your heart. For they, his words, are life to those who find them and flesh to to health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. And so we can see here in the verse, verse 23rd, the 23rd verse that keeping our heart is such an important thing. Well, we do that by attending to his words and paying attention. And so this morning, I want to talk a little bit about paying attention. And so, uh, uh, how many know we, we th- this book of Proverbs here is the book of wisdom? And the first verse we read, it said, give ear. Then he said, give attention. Then he said, incline your ear. Those are all different ways of saying pay, and pay attention. How many know there's a need for us to be paying attention? Amen. Pay attention. So this is the book of wisdom, and this is where he's, things he started off with, and uh, uh, Solomon imparting this to his son. And so uh, we live in a culture in a day where people generally don't pay attention. I mean, you know, we live in a time that is busier than any other time, the time we live in now, and there's so many things. Uh, a good example is a text going off in the middle of the person who's uh, giving the message this morning. There's a text there, right? There's so many distractions and things that are out there. You know, we've got buzzings and ringings and all kinds of stuff. I mean, I, I, you know, I've got an Apple Watch, and I love my Apple Watch, but it annoys me because sometimes it notifies me of things and gives me a notification of things of, that I don't really need to know. It's a distraction of what's important to me. And so, you know, developing a, a, or maintaining a, a position of paying attention is such an important thing. And... Um, you know, it wouldn't have been something that Solomon wouldn't have, wouldn't have said unless it was a very, very ex- uh, true example in our life. I had a quick video uh, that I made just to show for you, just a funny little clip. Uh, edited it last night.
That was a snake on the ground. How many think it's important we pay attention? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody ever done one of those things? Run into something you were, oh, I have. People are, only one honest person over here. All right. I've done it myself. So um, they're actually starting to make texting lanes in malls. So people who are texting, that's kind of crazy. But obviously paying attention is such an important thing. In our spiritual walk, it's vital to us. Uh, that we're watching out and paying attention to what's going on in front of us. You know, there's so many voices crying out for our attention. So many things that are looking for our, our, to, to get us to look at them. You know, your flesh has got a voice, and it's very real. How many of you this morning got up and you ate this morning? Well, why? Because your flesh was yelling, I need food, right? How many know that circumstances want to cry out to us? Right? Sometimes our bank accounts want to cry out to us. Sometimes our, our bodies want to cry out when things aren't going right and we're, 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 we're endeavoring to trust God and we're, we're wanting to stand on, on what God's word says that there are contrary voices that are out there. Well, the truth is what you're listening to and where your attention goes will determine what you have. And so he was telling his son here the importance of paying attention and, and um, it's, such a, it's such an important thing. Go over to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter. We'll look in uh, verse 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and the 10th verse. It says, there are, it may be, so many kinds of languages. Now I'm reading out of the New King James, and the, the King James says, there may be so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them are without significance. So every voice that's out there carries weight. And really where we decide to put our attention, it's like I said before, is going to determine what we have in life. And so he's giving these instructions here to, to his, uh, Solomon is writing, to incline your ears to my sayings. And the Lord is wanting us to make sure we're doing that as well. I mean, you know, where we incline our, our attention to and what we incline our ears to is entirely up to us. It's not up to God. Amen. It's entirely up to us. And, and it's a choice. Uh, it wouldn't be a choice if there weren't choices. It's one of the things we've got to always understand is no matter in life, you know, we're free will beings and whatever the area is, whatever the situation is, you're always going to have choices. And so the decision you make is entirely up to you. And so the Lord can't make us do this, but he gives us instruction on what to do. How many know that if we will follow him and simply do what he says, there's safety. You know, there's all these different voices out there, different ways to go. How many know that he never leads us, never directs us? When we follow his voice, we're paying attention to his voice and listening to him. He will never lead us into calamity. He'll never leave it, lead us into disaster. He'll never leave us into lack. He may lead us into times where there is, uh, our faith is tested. But how many know his intention is to lead us through, Right. And oftentimes we're following him, he'll lead us into circumstances that might not make sense in the natural, but he's setting you up for a great victory, right? And so anytime we're following him, you can, you, you can rest assured when we're paying attention to what he's, how he's leading us, that great things are ahead, blessings are ahead, provision is ahead, what you need is ahead, but these other voices are trying to take other courses that lead different directions, Something Lois Toucher said years ago, it's always stuck with me. She said, you know, the enemy uh, uh, can't plan your destruction, but he can plan your distraction. The enemy can't plan your destruction. How many know the enemy's got no authority and no power to move in our life? 
He only has what we give him. And so he can't plan your destruction, but he can plan your distraction. You know, I was thinking about the children of Israel. Um, uh, you know, God had given them a commandment and had given them a promise, the promised land. So they go to the, uh, to the Jordan River. They send spies over. How many know that two of them had their attention where it needed to be? They were paying attention to the word of the Lord. Now, they saw the same things that the others saw, but they made a decision to put their attention where it needed to be and not on what they saw. So two had their attention on the right place, 10 did not, and those 10 convinced the rest of the crowd that their opinion was right. And so because of that, because of that, those individuals, the whole generation died off and didn't get uh, what God did enter into, what God had planned for them. And so uh, if we will follow him, he will always lead us into triumph. Second Corinthians 4.10 says he always leads us into triumph. He's always leading us in the right direction, a direction of victory, amen? And so our attention is, is where we put it is such an important thing. You know, we, people need answers, and oftentimes the answers people need, they've already heard. Oftentimes the answers people need, they've already heard. How many know that the, the Lord is not writing new scriptures? We're not adding new volumes to the book, to the Bible every day. And if somebody's adding a new vo a volume, they're wanting you to read it, you probably ought to run, right? And so the things that we need in life, the Lord has already revealed these things to us many of the time. But what happens is, well, we, we, we are not paying attention. Go over to Hebrews, the second chapter. Hebrews chapter 2. And I trust this will be a good reminder for us and encouragement to us that, to make sure that our attention is where it needs to be. And we're looking at the right things. Here in Hebrews, the, uh, the second chapter. And... Uh, it says, therefore, verse 1, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. The Amplified says, says, since all this is true, we ought to pay much closer attention than ever to the truths that we have heard, lest in any way we drift past them and slip away. You know, it is possible if we're not diligent that we can lose sight of the things that we've already received and heard that could very well be your answer. And so paying attention here, he says that we pay, must pay closer attention to the truths we've heard, lest in any way we drift past them and slip away. I'm going to continue reading in the Amplified in the, the second verse. It says, For if the message given through angels was authentic and proven sure, and every violation and diso disobedience received an appropriate penalty, how should we escape if we neglect or refuse to pay attention to such a great salvation? So obviously it's an important thing that our hearts and our, our focus remains solidly on God's word, right? And we say so, solidly on him. Like I said, you know, uh, 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 solutions people need oftentimes are things that they've already heard. And, and what happens is a lot of times when they hear things, they didn't realize it was him speaking. Or they didn't realize how important it was to actually listen to what was being said. And so, you know, what you pay attention to is really a, a large part of it is based on what you give value to what you value. And really, I can tell you can look at your life and what you're experiencing is a result of what you're giving value to and what you've given value to in your life. And so this idea of paying attention is something that um, is so important to each of us. You know that there are no spiritual superstars in the kingdom of heaven. Something that I've said before, there are no spiritual uh, uh, suicides, spiritual uh, superstars in the kingdom of heaven. Every person has the same ability to hear, to recognize, to, 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 uh, um, to recognize the value of and to respond to that, uh, to, to the, the word of the Lord, what the Lord is saying is anybody else, but it's really where they determine to put these things. And, and it's because they've learned to uh, pause and recognize the promptings of the Spirit in their life. 
You know, anybody can have this. Anybody can develop this. Anybody can experience this. You know, it ought to be encouraging to us that no matter where we are in our walk, you can grow. One of the things that I like to say, and I believe it's true, that every person can hear from the Spirit of God. Every person, if you're in union with Him, you can hear and know and recognize the voice of God. You can. It's not, it's not reserved for a certain few. It's reserved for everybody. But what do you value? Do you value what He's saying? You know, in one area, we can recognize God's leading and God's word in one area, and yet in another area, be completely oblivious to what he's saying. Because we can value it in one area, but not value it in another area. And so if we're going to, to, to recognize him and to be able to pay attention to the things that he's saying, we've got to make sure that, that we're aware of the authority of God's word and that his opinion is the final opinion. Amen? Go with me over to, um, uh, back to, or, Proverbs, the first chapter. Look at Proverbs chapter one. Proverbs, the first chapter. We'll start in the second verse. It says, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase in learning. Who, who increases, hears and increases in learning? It's a wise man. And, the, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. You know, one of the reasons why oftentimes we, people here in one area but not in another area, or they don't recognize the validity or the importance of what's being said, recognize their answer when it comes, is because they're not um, uh, walking in a place where they're, the, the, they're walking in the fear of the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean being afraid of him, but it's a, uh, it involves respect and honor. You know, the things that, that the Lord would tell us, the things that he would instruct us, they have the most or the highest value in life, the things that come from the Spirit of God. There is no other, uh, uh, other, uh, other areas. That's why in the, in the Proverbs chapter 3 and in the 5th verse it says, trust in, the Lord, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Our way of doing things and seeing things is very different than his. But the fear of the Lord would cause someone to respect and honor that above their own opinion and above the way things look and appear. If you drop down to, uh, you're in the first chapter of Proverbs, go to the second chapter of Proverbs. Uh, verse one, it says, my son, if you receive my words and the treasure and treasure my commandments within you so that you incline your ear to, to wisdom and apply to your heart understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. And so the first thing is to make sure that we are recognizing the authority of God's word. You know, I know it's true in my life. I'm assuming it's true in your life that there are areas of our life that we have our own opinions and our own uh, plans and desires and the way we think things ought to work, right? How many know that when it, when it competes with his, it doesn't matter? And until you develop that and get, come to that place in your life that no matter what it is, what you have to say, whether it be through your written word or by the, by the promptings of your spirit, of course, we know that it'll always line up with the word. Until you do that, you'll stand the risk of, of living in deception and missing out on what God has for you. 
One of the largest voices is the voice in our own head. You've got to recognize and learn that if it doesn't line up with God's word or what he said, it cannot be trusted. And so this uh, uh, being open to what he's got to say, being open to uh, how he would do things and how he would say things is such an important thing. In Isaiah 55, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as high as the, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God recognizes that, listen, that my ways and your ways are totally different, and they're so much higher. But how many know it's good to know that we can find those things out? But you got to first recognize that his ways are better than yours. What areas are, are, do you seem like you or you have need in? Are you looking to him or are you looking to yourself? Are you being wise in your own eyes or are you seeking him in all things, being open to what he would have to say to you? Well, your answer is really going to determine what you get. Oftentimes, you know, the way the Lord leads us doesn't always make sense to our understanding. Think of Naaman when he came to Jesus. He had leprosy. What did Jesus tell him to do? Go dip in the, in the river, right? I'm sure he thought, what in the world would that have to do with, what I, with my answer? But how many know when he listened and obeyed and respected the words of Jesus and simply did what he was told to do, that's where his answer was. Had he gone and dipped in a different river, he wouldn't have gotten what he needed, right? So many times when it comes to all these different areas of our life, we, yeah, we understand that, but we want to help God out. Yeah, I understand that, but this looks like this would work a little easier. Let's do this. How many know that he's got a plan and he's got a way of doing things and he blesses his plans and his ways. He doesn't bless our plans and our ways. So much of what people do is they seek the, they seek, they seek the Lord only when their plan stops working. When their ideas are not working, they have a plan, they have an idea, they have an opinion of how things ought to go. And when things don't work right, then they go to him, but really they're going to him to have him get on board with what they're doing. Have you ever been there before, right? I've been there before. It's something I really want to do and it just seems so right to me. And so I'll begin to do it and when it's not working, then I run to the Lord. Well, Lord, why is this not working? I'm, and I'm talking to him about my plan, what I'm doing and, and what I'm, well, the way I want to do it. And yet I never checked with him to see what do you want me to do. So we've got to maintain an alertness to the Spirit of God, maintain an alertness to the voice of God, maintain an alertness to uh, being open to what he's got to say. And that's a part of paying attention in life. How do you know that it is safety for us? The basic issues of life are, are tied to our paying attention to him. You know, the reason why we don't want to pay attention a lot of times is because of pride. It's simply because of pride. I know how to do this. I got it figured out. Right? How many know that there is a God and we're not him? You're not him. There is a God and I'm not him. But this, is a, this, is a, this, this idea and this foundational truth, the fear of the Lord, is, is something that caused the lack of the fear of the Lord in different areas. It really is the problem why so many people suffer and fail and go through things they ought not go through and struggle in life is because they don't have the proper respect and honor for the voice of God, the things of God, his way of doing things, his opinion. And because of that, they miss out. It's such an important thing. They never hear what he's got to say. How many know that, that the Lord is always talking to us? He's always speaking. There's not a single person alive who's ever lived who can say, well, you didn't do this to accuse God of not letting me know what I needed to know, right? Have you ever tried to call somebody and they didn't hear the phone ring? And they say, well, you never called me? Well, yeah, I did. Just because you didn't hear it didn't mean I didn't try to call you, right? There are certain people in this room that have a tendency, and I won't say who they are, 
to put their phone on vibrate when I call, and she's grinning up here because she knows I'm talking about her, put her phone on vibrate, and Steve, yeah, put their phone on vibrate, and I call them. Well, you never called me. Yes, I did. You just didn't hear it because you had the ringer off, so, so it's something else. You weren't paying attention to it. Stop doing that. <laughs> People say, well, you know, he never told me this. No, it's because we're not paying attention, and you're not paying attention because you don't value his voice. We don't hear because we don't value his voice. Listen, there's no more important voice than the voice of the Lord. There's no more important voice in whatever the situation is than what he's saying. There's no more important voice. We're in the middle of talking on a conversation and somebody interrupts. What do we do? We give attention to the more important voice, right? We should give attention to the more important voice. Well, when we, we're going through life, we should make sure that we are staying open to what he would say and keeping our, uh, uh, our antennas, so to speak, on him. Amen? So we're going to talk a little bit this morning, uh, just uh, in the few minutes we've got left, about developing uh, a spirit awareness and making sure that we are uh, in a position to hear what he's got to say. Go over to Romans, the um, eighth chapter. Romans, the eighth verse. Eight, Romans chapter eight. Scriptures, some scriptures here that we all know and, and um, are so important to us. In the 14th verse, Romans 8, 14, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So do we have any sons or daughters of God in here? Yeah, absolutely. We have sons and daughters of God in here. Do you have a right to expect to be led by the Spirit of God? Do you have a right to expect Him to lead and guide you in every area of your life? Well, like I said before, every person can hear from the Spirit of God. If we didn't have a right to expect it, then we wouldn't, we couldn't, we wouldn't have the guarantee of the ability of hearing him. So we all have the ability to, to, to hear from him, but we have the right to expect him to lead us and guide us. It says, verse 15, For you did not receive the spirit of adoption again to fear, but it received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Notice the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. When it comes to paying attention to him, it's not a mental thing. Remember, we're not to rely on our own understanding. It, says not to ha it didn't say not to have understanding, but not to rely on it. It's not a mental thing. It's a checking of our heart. Every person here can learn to be sensitive to who you really are. You're not a body, you're not a mind, you're not a, 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 a group of emotions, you're a spirit being. That's who you are, that is the real you. This, this mortal body, if the Lord tarries, will all of us, it will perish, it will cease working, right? Now we'll get it back later, it'll be perfect, but the, the, the portion we have now will quit working, but our spirit man will live on forever. And you're a spirit being in union with him. We've received a spirit of adoption. But if we're going to learn to pay attention to how he's leading and what he has to say in our life, we've got to develop a spiritual awareness uh, uh, in our life, become aware of him. Like I said, there are no spiritual superstars. Anybody can do this. Why does one person have the ability to hear from the Lord versus when another person doesn't? Because the one has learned to stop and listen and to check their heart where another has not. How many you know learning to listen and paying attention is not something that just happens because it just happens? We've got to be uh, uh, specific and intentional about this. Especially when there's so many distractions going on. Might even be distracted this morning and not hearing what I'm saying. Discipline yourself to, to locate your heart and hear what is the Spirit of God saying to you. What it, he wants to communicate to you. He desperately wants to communicate with us and to lead us and guide us in all areas of our life, but we must pay attention. You can only do that if you're aware of who you really are and, and aware of your spirit, and you can be. 
Go over to uh, Jude. Uh, uh, go over to Jude, and we'll look at the twentieth verse. You know, I say that often that anybody can hear because I've heard so many people have 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 have, have had this idea that it's, it's really kept them from doing what God's called them to do. It's really hampered their life. Everybody can develop this. Everybody can develop an awareness of the things of the Spirit. Everybody can, and in fact, the Lord expects us to do this. And so he's given us the tools that are necessary to do this. Here in Jude, the 20th verse, it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, what? Praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, we know God is a spirit. We've been created in his image and his likeness, right? And we've received the spirit of adoption. He, he talks to our spirits. He called with Abba, Father, right? There's this connection between the two of us. Well, it says here that we can uh, build ourselves up on the, our most holy faith. What? Praying in the Holy Spirit. How do you know that praying in the Holy Spirit is spiritual exercise? Praying in the Holy Spirit is vital for our growth and being alert and aware and being able to lock in and tune into the leadings of the Spirit of God. There was someone recently I had been talking to and, and, and grew up, you know, here and, and uh, uh, spirit-filled. And they had gone a period of time where he and I were talking and said, you know what, I've not, he said, I, I've not been praying. I, I've not prayed in other tongues now for several months and it hasn't had any effect on my life. And I said, well, hold up a minute. Just you're not aware of the effect it's having on your life. Whenever we quit exercising our spirit, we become dull to the voice of God. We become dull to spiritual things. Because it says here that it builds us up. Well, if we're not building our spirit man up, what's happening? It's getting weaker, right? How I many of you don't use a muscle? What happens? It gets, anybody broken an arm or broken something, right? A while back, I broke my, you know, broke my, broke my, my hand, my finger. And it took me some while, a while once I took that cast off, I noticed it was considerably weaker, even though it was my right hand, my dominant hand, it was considerably weaker than my left hand. Why? Because I hadn't been using it. You know, and, and I couldn't tell in my hand, but if you break an arm or break a leg, oftentimes you take the cast off, it's actually uh, shrunk in size. Why? Because you've not been using it. And so praying in other tongues, build yourselves up. It's a spiritual workout. If you want to be spiritual, if you want to be able to pay attention to him in the important areas of life, which are all areas of life, if you want his involvement, this is one of the most important things. Yes, recognizing that he is uh, the ultimate source, but exercising your spirit. The more you exercise your spirit and you spend time praying in the spirit, the stronger that voice will become, the voice of your heart, and the more readily you'll be able to recognize what that is and how he's leading you, right? If you're exercising, you begin to work out something you've not worked out before, what happens? You are very aware of that muscle, right? Have you ever done some calf raises or, or, or you know, done some bicep curls or something? You've not done one in a while. You're very aware of that, right? When you finish. Well, as we spend time praying in other tongues, you become more and more aware of the leading and the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. And so it's praying in other tongues is such an important thing. Go over to um, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter. First Corinthians chapter 14 it says here in the second verse, it says, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. What are those mysteries? What's the plan of God? 
But he who prophesies edif- uh, speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, and he who prophesies edifies the church. Notice verse 4. He who speaks in a tongue edifies or builds himself up. Listen, the gift we have of the Holy Spirit is something we cannot overstate how important it is in our life. It is such a vital thing in our life. And I know growing up in, in this church and been here for years, it is, I've seen it happen time and time again. This precious gift that we have just because we have it, people become accustomed to it and begin to, and to forget how valuable it is and quit using it in their life. How many know the enemy will allow you to get out there a little ways on your own before he tries to move in in your life? The very gifts the Lord gives us that are strength to us, if we're not diligent to stay on those things and continue to use them, we can get to the place where we don't value them, so we quit using them. And, and the attacks of the enemy don't come immediately, they, but they will come. When we get so far out there and away from the things, we're not comfortable functioning with these things. And so maintaining an appreciation and responding to the Holy Spirit and using this gift is such a vital part of our life. How much time are you spending praying in other tongues? How much time are you spending praying in other tongues? Going to a spirit-filled church and having been spirit-filled at one point is great, but unless you're using it today, you are not working your spirit man out. You're not building that up. You're not encouraging the spirit. And with all the bombardment of distractions and opinions and voices, those things will become louder. How much time are you spending? How much time are you spending? When, and, I, and I want to preface this, not just getting into a murmur where you're just praying out and you're, you're not really focused on what you're How many know that sometimes people pray in other tongues and they're just going through the motions of doing something, but their heart's not connected? I'm talking about time of your heart connected, praying in the spirit. There may be people here today that are like, I don't get that. I don't believe in that stuff. Well, it's because they, you, you've got to recognize the authority of God's word. It's for us. Jesus said we need this. You need it because without it, you're going to be weak. How much time are you spending? How much time are you spending? Most issues of life, if we're spending the time, yes, in God's word, we're open. We recognize the importance of his word and the, his voice on all areas, whether it's through the written word or the voice of the spirit. We recognize that. We're open to it. We're spending time feeding our spirit man on God's word, but we're also uh, building our spirits up by praying in other tongues. Most things in life you'll sail right through won't be an issue at all. Most things you'll know exactly what to do at the exactly right time. How many know that we shouldn't live all fretful about what to do? We shouldn't live all fretful or, or anxious about, about how things are going to go or what are we going to do with this or, or, or letting the opinions of others or even our own circumstances run our life and take our joy from us. If your spirit is strong, if you're aware of your spirit and you're maintaining this, it won't have that effect on your life. Depending upon the spirit of God, we're talking about paying attention and listening to what he has. Maintaining a strong spirit is vital. I encourage you to spend time today praying in the spirit. Spend time today praying in the Spirit. Spend time today praying in the Spirit. Spend time tomorrow praying in the Spirit. Every opportunity you have, spend time praying in the Spirit. I know, you know, Amy, when she, when we were in uh, Tulsa, she worked at, the bank she worked at was the one that uh, Rama used. And so Brother Hagen would come through uh, once a week or every couple of weeks when he was in town, he'd come through. And so she'd do his deposits for him, you know. And she said one of the things she noticed about him, about him he was very po- polite, very friendly. He never lost his cool over, you know, the bank deposit not being right, which hers was always right. But I mean, you know, a lot of people do that kind of stuff. But so one thing she noticed about him, he was constantly praying in other tongues, quietly to himself. 
He was constantly doing this. He was constantly just under his breath, very quietly. She may not be able to hear him, but she could see his mouth was moving. He was just praying in the spirit. What is he doing? He's keeping his spirit man built up. Well, he was a prophet. He needed that. We all need it. We all need it. Do you have areas of your life you need to hear from him? Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. I can't say how vital this is, how vital this is, and how easy it is to forget to do it. Husbands, wives, pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Do it together. Spend time praying with one another, amen? Spend time praying in the spirit. And so we also, uh, we're talking about igno- uh, 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 recognizing him and paying attention. Uh, go back with me over to Proverbs, the third chapter. I'm trying to end this. It's 1157, Proverbs chapter three, but this is important. I told you I was gonna get done and not keep as long, but, but this is such an important thing. We wanna make sure that we are staying open and that we're paying attention to him. This next, next little bit is, is such an important thing. In Proverbs chapter three, verse six, it says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. In all your ways, plural, acknowledge him. One of the things that is important to do is to maintain a position of always checking in to what does he have to say. Always checking in with the Spirit of God, what is he saying? How many know that, that if, if, if we want to have what he has for us, we've got to, we've, it's one thing to hear from the Spirit of God and begin to do something, but how many know it's also important to maintain an open ear, are you saying anything else, right? Is there anything else you're trying to tell me to do? In the Bible, and Samuel talks about David, right? It seems like David was always fighting the Philistines. In one particular instance, he went up and, and the Lord told him, he said he turned his ear to the Lord. He turned his attention to the Lord. He inquired of the Lord is how it says. He inquired of the Lord and the Lord instructed him to go behind the mulberry bush instead of going straight ahead and attacking them. What had happened had he violated that and just done it the way he had always done it? He might not have experienced the victory that he experienced. As people who know the word, and have heard these things and heard the truth of the word, it's easy to become dependent upon our knowledge of what God has said through his word or times he's spoken to us in the past and yet not maintain an attitude of always being open to what he's wanting to say. I've seen a lot of people miss it. I've missed it myself because I heard what he said, but just because he said to do it five years ago doesn't mean that's what he's telling me to do right now. What would you have me to do? And this doesn't mean being spiritually paranoid or second-guessing yourself all the time. It means maintaining an open ear to what does the Lord want you to do. This last week, I was talking to Rich Walker, one of the missionaries we support, and, and it's so cool. This is such a great example. Uh, you know, he, the Lord has laid different cities on his heart, different places. They're in Burgos, Spain right now. They've started a church. There's other cities on his heart, and of course, I've gone with him to Switzerland and, and, and once, and, and so there's other places he's wanting to go. Well, one of those uh, the Lord has laid on his heart is Haifa, Israel. And that's not even close to where they are in Europe, but that's something that's been on his heart. It's Haifa, Israel. And so uh, I'm not sure exactly how that's going to be, what he's going to do, but that's a part that the Lord keeps leading him towards. And so, you know, he, this one particular Sunday a few weeks ago, he was headed to church. Now there uh, in, in Burgos, you know, they, they don't, people don't own their own cars typically. You, you walk places or you take a bus, you know. And uh, so they walk most places they go. And so uh, he got up to, church, to go to church on a Sunday morning. And we're talking about maintaining an openness in all areas. Do you want me to do something different? Is there anything you have to say? 
Now, Burgos is not a place that's a touristy area. It's, it's more of an industrial city. It's pretty, but it's not some place that people just go to hang out and visit. And so this particular morning, uh, he got up to go to church. Him and Daphne were starting to leave, and they have a normal place that they walk. And he got a prompting on the inside to go a different way. Well, how would you, first of all, how do you get that prompting? He prays in tongues a lot, right? He's aware of his spirit. Now, there's something that the Lord had laid on his heart, Haifa, Israel. And yet he doesn't know anybody there in Haifa, Israel, knows no one. So, but this morning he gets up and he has a prompting to go a different way to church than what he would normally walk. And so he leaves, they leave their apartment and they're, they're where they're, they live and they were walking. He went that way and there was a couple standing on the street side that early that Sunday morning looking at a map trying to find something. And so Rich walked up. Can I help you? And, and they see her trying to find something. I think she wanted a scarf or a hat or something, and it's Sunday morning and not much is open. And uh, he said, he, he began to, he said, well, I'll help you. Well, he, they took him somewhere, got him, got him what they needed. Guess where they were from? Haifa, Israel. And these were people of great means. Now, Rich didn't know this when he met him, right? And so he, he took him. And so he went to buy the scarf for them. We're like, no, 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 we're, we're very wealthy. We'll pay for it ourselves. He said, no, I just want to be a blessing to you. Well, that had a conversation about where are they from? They're from Haifa. They invited him to come with them, to come him and Daphne, to come meet them in Haifa, stay in their home. They provide them a car, anything they needed. The whole time you're there, we'll take care of you and do whatever you need. Now, do you think it's important for him, what God's called him to do, to be aware and always checking in with the voice of God. What are you saying to me at this moment? Right? The Lord had laid an assignment, or maybe there's been an assignment put on your heart. Are you paying attention to not just what he said, but what he's saying to you right now? So they had picked up on the fact that I've got an assignment. You need to go to Haifa. But how many know it's important he listened because part of the, the plans, making them straight and plain, was him listening that morning how to get there. Checking in on a continual basis is so important. If you feel like you've got an area of your life where things just aren't working right or things are, are not going the way they should, check in on him. Check in on him. Uh, one of our instructors at Rhema had told this story when he started working with uh, Kenneth Hagin Ministries. He went to work in the prayer and healing school and, and this lady had called in and she was upset and she was uh, very emotional and, and she had gotten mugged. Had gotten, she's a Christian woman, had gotten mugged, and, and they had, you know, uh, anyway, wherever she was, they mugged her. So, um, so he began to talk to her, and she was very upset. And, and so he began to ask, you know, well, 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 well uh, uh, you know, do you need me to pray for healing? She's like, no, uh, I, 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 you know, I'm fine. I don't need that. And, and really why she called, she called in to complain. Because she's a child of God, and she confessed the 91st Psalm all the time, and yet she got mugged. And she's like, well, how did this happen? Well, he asked her, he said, well, can I ask you a question? Before you went, did you have a, a, a prompting in your heart to not go there, to not do that? And she said, well, yeah, I had a, I had a check. I just something that didn't, didn't seem right about going there that day or going the way that I went. She said, but I just claimed the 91st Psalm and went on anyway. How many know paying attention is so important and when we value and recognize that voice, even when we think we know what we're doing, obey that. We live in a world where, where there's a lot of danger, a lot of things that are out there. Let's be secure. Let's trust the Lord to direct our paths, how he would want us to go. Let's pay attention to the promptings of the Spirit, right? Listen, you can't use your faith to override the leading of the Spirit of God in your life. 
You can't pray your way. If he tells you to do something a specific way, you can't, you need to obey that. Even when it does, doesn't make sense. Why do I take this way to church? Why do I do this? Why do I not go here today? Why do I not do this plan? Why do I, what, the, what is the deal? You don't need to know why. That's where faith is involved. Trust him, but stay open to what he's got to say. Stay open to what he's got to say. Pay attention. Pay attention. I just want to challenge you. Let's make sure as a church that our hearts are open to what the Lord would say to us. As a church body, but also in our personal lives, let's be open to what the Lord would say to us. He's got something to say in every area of our life. Let me say there's some things God will leave up to you, yes. But then he always reserves the right to get involved in what we're doing. And we should always leave that door open. You know, as a church, you know, we believe in, in prosperity. Obviously, we give. How many know that it requires an openness? If we're going to enter into the blessings of God that belong, we've got to be open to his leading. Right? If we had it all figured out on ourselves, we wouldn't need to be trusting in him. Right? But you've got to stay open to the promptings of the Spirit of God. I believe this, there are people in this room that you've given and given and given and given for years, but you've not seen the breakthrough in your life that God wants you to have. It is not that you've not sown in faith, it's just you've not been listening. You've not been listening. You've listened to what to do what you know so far. You've been faithful to give, but listen to the leading of the Spirit. He may tell you to do this or do that, invest here, invest there. Listen to him. If an opportunity comes your way, don't just take it because it's a good opportunity. Check your heart. Check your heart. Listen to him. In your family, listen to him. Steve earlier this morning talking about people in their families. Listen, you may not be the person to open that would be the right person to speak at that moment. You know, a lot of believers have done a lot of damage because they gave a word. Even though it was right, they weren't open to hearing it from you. Right? You gotta stay open. Stay open to him. Pay attention to how he's leading you. In every area of life, if we'll do that, he'll have things to say. We can live supernatural lives and live lives that are in close fellowship and union with him where we never miss it, where we never fall short of experiencing God's best, where we never fall short of pleasing him, where we never fall short of doing what he's called us to do. Do you wanna live like that? A few grunts and murmurs. Do you want to live like that? Yeah. It's available to us. It's available to us. It's available to you. Well, let's pay attention. Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.